this relationship between communication technologies and this blurring of boundaries between life and death is something that is part of the development of communication technologies since their nascence. Writing has enabled people who are not here to be present. I think that one of the interesting examples is that of the telegraph. This technology was the first time through electronic media that you could have instant communication with distant beings, with distant consciousness. And that's part of the things that inspired also the spiritualism movement and the idea of having a spiritual telegraph. In photography, what it does, it eternalizes moments. So there is a part of you, a moment that you lived through, remains forever and is documented forever in a, in a photograph and remains present. But at the same time, it's also a constant reminder of that moment that is gone. And also, if you think about what we see on television, again, we see bodies that are not material. So, you know, they can be present in many places at once. They have these, all these abilities that material bodies do not. And some websites enable you to manage your online assets. Other websites offer users to create messages, either text messages or video messages, to be sent at some point after the death. And, th and this point can be up to a year after you die. It can also be on some websites, it can be up to 80 years after your death. Another service that these websites offer uses artificial intelligence, where you can create some form of digital version of yourself that if you train it, at the end it's supposed to learn your personality, your style, um, and know everything that you know so that it can um, continue to have conversations and interaction with people you love after you die. Their visuals go back to very traditional and very old-fashioned kind of imageries like the, the skies, heaven, angels, so it's not daring in that sense. Or they go back to imageries of safes. Safe is a very old technology and it's a very square and very rigid and not very creative and groundbreaking. An interesting question about these websites is who are the people who are using them? Most of the photos are photos of men, I would say young adults, which is interesting because most of the designers that I spoke to, when they think about their users, they actually think about much older people. With technology, it's always a negotiation between the technological development and the practices of use. So it, it really depends on how we're going to end up using these technologies. One of the designers that I interviewed told me that one of their users created um, messages and she committed suicide and then her family and all her friends just received email messages blaming them for her death. But then other people could also use it for doing beautiful things. I think that as an idea, as a concept, I think that some of them are offering a beautiful service. And to be honest, I have profiles on quite a few of them. If I'm fully honest, I also have to admit that I didn't manage to create any content. When I think about my, my uh, three-year-old and I think, oh, I should really create something. I should really have messages or, or leave some memories or maybe if I'm not here when he reaches, when he's 20 or when he's at some age, I would want him to have a memory of me. And then I can't bring myself to do it because it's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to sit down in front of your camera and say all these things. I think it provides a very um, strong emotional experience. And some of the users that I did speak to did talk about this being something that had that was very deep and had changed many of their relationships after being able to say those things and knowing that these things are are, are saved and are prepared for their loved ones it made and it had an impact on their everyday relationships with these people